Hi, this is Caitlin McFarland. And this is Emily Gibson. And we're the co-founders of ATX Television Festival. And you are listening to The TV Campfire. Today, we're going to be releasing The Greek Reunion. Yes. Which we're really excited about. You know, reunions are a big part of the festival. And this one was pretty much one of our bigger ones this year. Like, one of our marquee reunions. I don't think it was a round number. I don't think so either. If so, we missed the boat on, like, telling people that it was a round (laughs) number. But do you want to talk about how it came together? Well, it came together. So I became close with two former panelists, uh, Carter Covington and Patrick Sean Smith, who are married, and stay with them every few times we go to L.A. Mm -hmm. I'll stay with them. And they're just lovely, and I've gotten to know them really well. And so I was talking to Sean about Greek, who— is the creator of Greek. I was talking to him, asking him, would the cast want to reunite? How was that? And I knew that the show ended a number of years ago, but then they tried to do an epilogue movie or a follow-up movie and got real close. Yeah, and I don't know exactly why it hasn't come yet. Probably it has financial things. And it was on ABC Family, and now it's free form. And I think like all of that just, you know, hinders things. But I was staying with Sean and Carter, and we had talked about it. I mean, it had also been on a list. Like, oh, absolutely. We, yeah. No, but I may just mean that, like, I mean, I definitely watched it when it was on a lot, and it would come up ever so often. And I think we knew pretty intrinsically that our audience was fans, even if we didn't hear from them all the time. It just, like, fit right into a wheelhouse that is ATX programming. Yes. And so I, you were like, should I ask Sean for this year? <laughs> well, I think it's because we do like to do things around numbers, mm-hmm. but we didn't have a lot of reunions, and it was one of those might as well just put out the feelers and mm-hmm. see. So. I can't remember if I was staying with him or if I emailed him afterwards. I think it was after. But emailed him and said, would you want to do this this year? He immediately said yes. In a very short amount of time. And then he did the initial, he did the initial ask, which is always the most helpful when the creator does the initial ask to the cast. It's and, most productive. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So then people know what they're coming to. Mm-hmm. And it very quickly came to fruition. Yeah. And we had more people attached to it. But, you know, jobs and life and things like that. People like Paul... James and a couple of others were committed and couldn't come at the last minute, not just not because they didn't want to, but yeah. because, you know, work, life. But the group that came, it was hilarious. At one point, I was in the green room and, you know, the green room services a couple of different spaces. And so you were there with me, but I was in the green room greeting Felicia Rashad and Susan Kalechi Watson because they were about to go do the awardee conversation. And at that point, all of the Greek cast was coming in to meet before they go to the Greek reunion next door. And I actually don't think I was watching Felicia. Like, I don't think she actually registered it. She just kept having a conversation with Susan. (laughs) But I was like, do the people that just came in here recognize who's on the couch? Yes. And it had been so quiet and sort of like talking to your mom, like sort of zen. And this crowd came in of all of Greek creators, producers, writers, and cast. And I kid you not, if you hadn't known that was the Greek cast, you could have guessed because they were acting in in the most respectable way. But college kids that hadn't seen each other in a, it was a college reunion. That's my like, favorite part about our reunions yeah. is watching them all get giddy again. But then they were like, like we have these cooler, these Yeti coolers in the green room that have Lone Star beer and drinks. And I mean, they were grabbing beers and putting them in koozies and like <laughs> talking to each other in a, again a very like acceptable way. But it was just like this energy came in that was this is a college class and we're yes. doing a reunion. It was really like. The two mixing was actually really funny to me, but then just getting a chance to see them all at that, like, sort of peak level was super fun. And then I know they all did a group dinner and went out on Rainy Street afterwards. I had some friends that actually ran into them that were through the roof. It was funny leading into the festival. We always say when we talk about our programming to any group of people, you never know what people are going to be excited about. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we say our programming, not trepidatiously, but it's a little bit of, going to say this with a question mark on the end and not know if you guys know what it is or don't know. Blank stares or high pitch screaming. (laughs) And Greek was always met with this huge excitement from whatever group that we were in and a lot of different age ranges too, which is also very funny. Yeah. I mean, it is available on Hulu. Yes, Anybody is is wanting to go rewatch it and then listen to the panel. But it was nice. Like a lot of them stayed around all weekend. Like Spencer Grammer, I saw like all over the place. She went to opening and closing night. She was so nice. She was so nice. And it was, we both got to talk to her for a minute afterwards. And just that excitement over the opportunity to get back together with those people, which is always just so fulfilling to have them 
recognize that it is special. Yeah. Brienne Heldman from People Magazine moderates the reunion, although I'm not sure how many words she gets in because, <laughs> you know, put a reunion together and stories just start flying. That's, you know, it's a good panel. When the moderator doesn't really get a chance to talk or ask questions, mm-hmm. you know that it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So with that, we hope that you enjoy the Greek reunion from ATX Television Festival Season 8. Wow. Um I'm so excited to get to introduce the Greek cast that is here today. We've got Zachary Lively, who played Heath. (laughs) Tiffany DuPont, a.k.a. Franny. (laughs) Jacob Zekar. Oh, I guess they did this in a weird order. Okay, sure, you sit there. I'll stand. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Amber Stevens-West. Yes. Spencer Grammer. We have E.P. Lloyd Segan. Another E.P. Sean Piller. And the creator and therefore our hero for tonight, Sean Smith. Let's start at the very beginning. Okay. Yes. Sean. Hi. That's you. Yeah. Tell us about how this idea came to fruition. So this is super cool because this is uh, full circle for me. I uh, went to UT Austin. um, And had this really incredible experience. In my freshman year, I worked at the admissions office uh, giving tours, and I met a lot of the people that were in the Greek system then, and uh, they were cool and totally not me and that world terrified me um and i was in the closet so it was kind of like being in a house full of dudes was a lot <laughs> um so uh, i moved to la i always knew i wanted to work in television and uh kind of worked my way up uh as an assistant on uh, uh writer's assistant for different shows and uh i wrote greek as a sample script because it was something that i knew i wanted to watch, uh, just kind of a, a love letter to the 80s uh, before Stranger Ooh. Things. Um, <laughs> different genre. Um, and, uh, and the Greek world was perfect for it. And I wanted to do not just something that was taking the Greek system down, but um, playing with it and having fun with it and being able to look at politics and relationships. And um, you guys are wearing CBC shirts. You're amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> look how cute. Sorry, it's yours. So that was the beginning. And, um, you know, I wrote it. And it, I loved 90210 and Buffy and all of those shows. And when I wrote the pilot script, I was like, I'm gonna write something super edgy. This is gonna be like HBO. This is gonna. I know, I know, you're laughing. Um, But I was like, you know, there's there's gonna be sex without consequences and people aren't gonna get drunk driving accidents and to prove a point. So I, I thought it was so edgy, I was insane. And I gave it to my agents, and I was like, so, I mean, set up HBO, um, but where else? And they were like, ABC Family or ABC Family. maybe the WB or the CW at the time. So, um, and to ABC Family's credit, they read the script. They had one note and they loved it and supported it. And what was I the one to, note? Yeah. The it, one the, note. It, it, it was on me. The last scene was bad. Oh. It, it was basically like... The, I don't believe it? you. <laughs> it, it, it was basically kind of... It, it was tying too much up between Rusty and Casey, and they were like, let's kind of reset things, and that's where Rusty spit in Evan's face at the end. So, so such a good scene. It was a good note. It was a really good note. <laughs> um, so I've been talking a lot. Is that... Sorry? You, uh, we all want to hear from you a lot. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. So then... Uh, the, we cast these amazing people who, um... Thank you, thank you. I know. Well, speaking of the cast... Settle down. <laughs> let's, let's hear some of your audition stories. What was that like for you all? Who wants to start? Oh, uh, social pariah. <laughs> Remember that line? Oh, yeah. Yes. 
I read for Casey first, um, so you talk about that. Oh, I don't know. You go ahead. You auditioned oh. for it first. <laughs> no, I no before I auditioned for Franny is all I meant. Not, oh, not yeah. first. No, um, yeah, social piranha. I think that's what I say. Pariah. No, it's not. No one wants to hang out with a piranha. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boom. Wow, how do I even remember do that? Should we just do it right next Yeah, it's in the Casey side. how long it took to, take, to do that scene? Oh, I was like, God. I was like, just be mean to me. Can you just be mean? And I'm, I feel like somebody came up to me while we were on set. I was like, just like, tell me I'm shit. Like before we did the scene, do you remember that? No, why would they do that to you? No. <laughs> No, I was asking you, was asking you to do it, and then you and and somebody was like, "Why are you doing that, Spencer?" And I was like, "I don't know. I'm just trying to be like legit, like I don't know, method, yeah." <laughs> and then and then we ended up just doing it. It was great, but it took forever on the stairs in downtown LA somewhere. That was really fun. That was like was a, a one of our first like brother sister oh moments oh like, here's a it lesson was. here's a lesson for you sit me down on this jiminy cricket on me. my shoulder that was actually an audition scene right awesome. that was like one of the audition one scenes, of the scenes for casey uh-huh. yeah and i remember thinking oh my god i have this huge speech that i gotta learn for this audition tomorrow and i'm just never gonna learn it and then for some reason when i went into the audition it just kind of came out easy, which I think happens when you're doing a role that you're meant to do. It's not hard or difficult to learn the cadence of that character. It just kind of comes out of you. And so I was very like lucky, you know, it was like meant to be. That's how I felt when I spit tequila all over the girl's face. (laughs) Just came naturally for me. That was actually the worst audition that. that I remember yeah. when we it's had like to bring really in to young women to be the one that he spat Ariel, on. Didn't Ariel book it? Ariel, Ariel was amazing. But it, it goes to the gay guy where I'm having to pitch to young women coming into the room to be like, okay, so, you know, it's this frat party and they're having a great time and he spits on you. Go. <laughs> Go. And he spits all over you. No it's big great. deal. But his name's Jacob Zacher, and he's really nice, and he's going to spit kindly at you <laughs> this party. When I remember we did, uh, at the end of the pilot, when I spit on McDormand's face, um, I didn't hear them. I thought we were, like, rolling amazing. for real, and I did it during a rehearsal. Oh, school and boy And shock on his face. He's Should like, have been rolling. He just dripped, and he goes, we were rehearsing. <laughs> That was a really good McDormand. So why are we shooting the rehearsal? Guild, come on. Makeup's got to come in and fix it all up. Yeah, I was like, well, this is how how we're doing it. Everyone just cringed. They were like, oh, God, another hour on set. Yeah, right. We had a reset. Like, oh, man, I'm going to get fired and recast. No, I'm done. Done in this business. Yeah, that's it. You're done. Oh, no. I remember I read for Casey and didn't get it. And that was fine. And then I got a call back or whatever. And they were like, oh, they want you to read for Franny. And I read it. And she was, as we all know, let's all say it together. Franny is a, starts with a B. Let's just say. She's misunderstood. She's misunderstood. So, and I, and at the time I was like, I don't want to play a mean girl. I don't want to, no, I don't want to do it. Um, but you have to go and it was a good show and it's good people. And I had already been in, so you have to go. So I was very irresponsible. And I did not practice my lines before I went in. And I was on the way in my car and I just was like looking at them and I learned them literally in the car on the way there. Um, And I knew a girl who will always forever remain nameless who reminded me of Franny um, from the University of Georgia who was in the Greek system. (laughs) And I potentially used her as an archetype. And so um, I was like, I know what to do, I got it. And I, I like, rem- I don't know. And I guess you guys said that I was the first person who read for her. I remember I think so. yeah. it was one of the yeah. first people. Anyway, I remember being loud and like, I thought very over the top and like really obnoxious. And I was like, all right, whatever. They're not going to cast me. <laughs> and cut to Freddy. Um, but I love what you said. It, I don't know if this is good or bad, but when a character is something you're meant to play, I never, like, developed Franny. (laughs) Taking a hole. If you have an archetype for somebody, I mean, that happens a lot. Yes, but she just, I feel like as an actor, she just showed up one day. Like, her whole, like, stance and, like, her, I I didn't, like, figure her out. She just came. And I was like, oh, I'm in Franny mode. And Franny mode would happen, and then that was that. Franny mode would leave. And she would leave. (laughs) Bye-bye. I love you. No, bye. So, that's, yeah, that's how that happened. You got any, you got any, what's your audition story, Amber? 
Um, I auditioned to play Ashley. <laughs> and booked it. And I got the part. Yeah. Uh, she got the Thank part. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, no, I, I do remember at my test, though, I think I went in for like two prior auditions and then when you go in for a test is where you meet all the producers and you meet all like the network and it's like the scary time and you sign contracts and it's very serious and I think Jake McDormand was also at that audition um, reading to play Cappy he had cereal he did yeah, he, he brought, he brought, brought a, bowl a, cereal. a bowl of cereal into his audition yeah, to eat which is if you don't know cool. weird to do it's like you're in a job interview and you just bring a bowl of cereal with you and you eat it during While the interview I still keep trying to find a place when I go on an audition where right. I can I think do that. that I think about a lot I agree I agree yeah I'm hungry sorry but my story's not I mean and then I yeah I went in I just remember him being there and um and I um I remember I I had one of those moments where words wouldn't come out of my meth- mouth properly, like just now, um, and uh, and I mumbled some lines that came out, and I think at the very end I just started laughing and was like, "Okay, thanks," <laughs> and I left. And I remember after I I ended up getting the part, but I remember talking talking to the uh, casting associate later, and he was like, "Girl, I thought you blew that too." Oh. Yeah, I did too. I thought for sure I didn't get that job. Yeah. So that's my story. You you want something authentic, though. Even if you blew it, it's still better. What you guys saw, but... Uh, We know what you saw. We totally know what they saw. That is obvious. I mean, the thing for for me, when when we were casting, the thing I kept just thinking about when you guys were reading, I was like, do I want to be friends with these guys? And yeah. But so... It's also and I'm done. True. And the answer is and, right. no. I think no, the I answer don't. is still no, right? I mean, <laughs> sorry. And here we are. You're saying we're pretending just trying to, like each to be friends. <laughs> trying. That's a, that was sarcasm. In but, case you didn't realize. I want to know Zach's story. Yes. I'll tell yeah. my story. Um, yeah. So I uh, I was 18, um, and they called and told me, "Hey, this this pilot Greek," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Good stuff." Um, <laughs> I'm on hole maybe nine or ten playing golf, and my rep called me. He's like, what are you doing? You're not at the audition. I'm like, I'm playing really well. (laughs) That is amazing. Lights out, playing well. I might need to finish this. And he's like, no, you need to go. (laughs) I show up about two and a half hours late, walk in, say the lines. (laughs) Two days later, they're going to book you. (laughs) Instant family. Nice. I'm not going to drop the mics for real. There's like a, a world where this was like the wild west of auditioning, it feels like. like so you want to be an actor? We got, we got, yeah. There is no. I remember sifting through like 40 girls to read for Casey. I mean, it was a. Casey was impossible to find. Well, you saw her on she was tape. in New York. That's she why. She was in New York. We, we yeah. literally were pulling her hair out, and oh, yeah, we I saw had her. just become available. Yeah, she was in college. I think we pulled you out of college to be in the I show. remember seeing your audition tape. They're like, this is the girl that's playing Casey. And you, there was something about a pool table, and you were, you were very sexy. She had this, like, <laughs> these you. eyes, these beautiful doe eyes, and she was like something Wait, was it a self-tape? No, no, no. They didn't do self-tapes. Not oh, yet. Yeah, no, God. The world of self-tapes has not emerged. <laughs> no, no. It was it was a casting as uh, Alice. Uh, was it Allison? No, Allison Silverberg. Silverberg was in L.A., but there was a person. I I can't remember her name right now, but she, I had auditioned for her many times before, and so she called me in. Um, and honestly, I think she told me like she paired me with some not so great girls because she wanted me to get the part. So yes, <laughs> it worked. I mean, because that I mean, you want you if you feel like a person is gonna be the person you you want to root for them. And I was very grateful. I thought that it was such an interesting role that she would, you know, sleep with Cappy to get even with Evan. I thought that was very HBO. I have to be honest. <laughs> And Ted, and I was so I was I was like, this girl's awesome. <laughs> yes, get it. Let's women empowerment. I was like, yeah, but she's like, I gotta stay with Evan for my future, you know, as a sorority leader and whatnot. Franny so in your ear, right? Yeah, yes. Franny. Franny. That scene was also really hard to do. I yeah. could not say the word bitch well. I still Aww. don't think that I can either. You did it pretty good just then. Thank that you. was good. No, but it was like super hard. I was like that bitch. You remember how many times I said Aww. that? Do you guys? Remember Oh, he's like, I, I was remember. Like, I'm going to get fired. I can't do it. <laughs> These tears are real right now. Really real. But um, no, it was really, really a wonderful 
wonderful role that I got. I, I, I felt so blessed. And we were, I just kind of felt when we shot the pilot, we shot it at the end of the year. So it was like December. And you're always hoping you'll get a job because it gets real dark. There's no working really from like December to the end of January. There's like nope. Sundance and all this other crazy stuff going on. And so when you book a job at the end of the year, you're like, yes, it's going to be awesome. Christmas is great. I like, buy everybody. New Year's is going to be awesome. I'm going to do like, I don't know, I'm going to go shopping, right? Everyone's going to get a present this year, right? <laughs> so I'm not making them this you year. You have something to tell your family members like at Christmas, yeah. like who are you dating? You're like, nobody. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> what are you working on? Nothing. 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 Why are you in Hollywood? I just, I don't I'm not know. sure. I'm sorry. I guess I'll go back to school. What are you gonna Literally say? Literally on TV now. So yeah. like, <laughs> no, it was it was really really exciting and it was fun being in LA and I don't really remember what I was gonna say next, but I'm sure somebody else has a spinoff on that <laughs> rant. Well, well, I was gonna say, Jacob, you you had just moved to LA, like you yeah. were like I I was living on uh, friends' couches still. And he was late the first day of shooting. Well, I were like, he, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're like he's literally staying on a friend's couch. Yeah, I um, I dropped out. Of, well, I was I was in school, but then I moved to pursue acting, and then ironically, I ended up in college. So <laughs> it was like a nice mirror, I guess, to real life. Like all your wide-eyed looks at the beginning are like, "Holy shit!" Like I'm working now. I'm an actor. I'm on television. Oh my Is god! This for real? So it works so well for the character. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, I was, uh, I took the bus to like testing, which in LA is like a rarity to take public transportation, I guess, At that time, which I didn't dangerous. know. Yeah, it was oh, like, dangerous, yeah. a little bit. So they called me after the test and the reps, uh, my reps are on the phone. They're like, so we got good news. I was like, what? I was like, I can't, I can't hear you. It's just real loud. And like, they're like, where, where are you? And I was like, I'm on the bus. Like, I gotta call you back. And they're like, I'm the bus. And it's like, click. <laughs> And I like went back to listening to like my CD player, the like anti-skit, thirty-second anti-skit CD player. What? I had like Bone Thugs going or something. Yes, yes, I was just yes. like, it's like a like I don't know, like I was I was the part, and then there's other parts like you were in like a death metal band, metal like it was like all right. Too. I was like, that's why it's acting, like. <laughs> Whoa, what a concept. Um, Nerds like death metal too, though. That's true. Right? That's not It's very mathematical. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Time signatures, you know. So I just want Anyways. to say something about casting. So the, the two people that were the hardest to cast um, that took us the longest were uh, Casey and Rusty. And actually, uh, Clark Duke and Jacob Zakhar were both our first choices for Dale. We basically were like, we can't find Rusty, but we have these two Dales. We, we love them both. We don't know what to do. We're so confused. One is thinner and the other is, that's it. They're both super funny. We love, we love them. It works, so, it works so well. Like I was like straight out of the city and then Clark was just like played up a Southern thing. And I was like, we met and I was just like, all right, man, I guess really. No, but the, 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 but the crazy thing, like casting is like a team sport. Like you, it's... It's a, it's a process. You can't just like, certain people walk in the room and you're like, yep, that's perfect. But that's rare, especially for number one and two and these characters that Sean wrote that had to be sort of, Casey had to be like a kind of a bad person, but then you still had to like her. Like you really had to root for her. Um, I think she's so sweet. And, and be vulnerable and, and awkward. The show kind of always lived in the awkward and the, all the comedy I love doing and all the stuff Sean writes is, is sort of truth and awkwardness. And um, Kate Jurgen, the head of the network, at this big, scary test audition. Um, yeah. Scott Michael Foster, we wanted for Calvin. What Calvin? Wow. He was our Crazy first choice for Calvin. Amazing. And Amazing. Uh, Jake McDermott was auditioned for Cappy with the bowl of cereal. And they were like, yes, please. Our two Dales walked in the room. We had Clark and Jacob. And we were like, well, we still can't find uh, Casey and Rusty. And Kate Jurgen went, well, that's Cappy. Move him over to... to Sean Michael Foster is not Calvin. That's Cappy. And what are you talking about? There's Rusty right there. The other guy. The skinny guy. Boom. And we were that like, should be, oh, That should man. be like the reboot right there. We just all play the other characters. Yes! Oh, my God. Can I See what Cappy? happens. Yeah. I want to play Cappy. I want to be Cappy. I know. I just called no, Cappy. I want to be Cappy. I called... <laughs> 
play Franny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Be such a good mean girl. Uh, she's as a producer, you're just trying to fill the role. You're trying to find the right people, but you don't want the show to get canceled. So you're like, no. all right, we got to get some people in these roles. And uh, so we just try to find the best actors you can find that that are funny, that are smart, and you can't sort of teach smart or funny they're either that or they're not Ooh. and the this entire cast is i put them up against any cast in television friends it was a magic like it was a you can't you also can't fake like the chemistry that i think we all had as well you guys put together an amazing group of people who were able to work together collectively and like bounce off of each other and learn i mean i learned probably so much comedy from clark duke and oh, Jacob great. and their scenes. I mean, I a lot of times would just sort of copy their uh, timing. Ti- yes, that's the word. Thank you. Yeah. My writing also helped me a oh. lot of the time too. Focus my energy on set as well. It was good. It was really, I don't know it was what you're really special. About. No, it was, and it was a really like wonderful experience for for all of us. Yeah. It was like a cast like where we wanted to watch like other people's stuff like their scenes yeah. it was pretty cool like it's like proud of everybody else like during their storylines you know what i mean yeah. it's like Dill shot like nail the take or something and be like oh my god yes yes rebecca yes and then on screen i'm like no rebecca that's no. Like so many people. yeah we want to just say that we are sad that quite a few people are not here. They're all working, though. So yeah, Paul okay. James, Scott Michael Foster, Jill Shepard Syria, and Jake who McDormand. else? Oh, right, Jake McDormand. <laughs> um, anybody? Clark, oh, Clark, Clark Duke. Duke. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. Lots, of, lots of good people that we are. But the, the crazy thing was this cast was so amazing, led by this guy in yes. the writer's room, but um, they would shoot an entire day and they'd be like, what are we going to do now? Let's go out for dinner. Let's go out for Woo! drinks. Let's go. I remember one trip. Um, I told the story earlier that I was like, we were all friends and we all actually hung out all the time. And I was like, hey, we're going to go down to my, our family has a house down in Baja, California, in Mexico. And I was like, hey, we're, we're all going to go down to Mexico. And I get a call from the network. Like, you're taking the entire cast of Greek to Mexico? <laughs> and I was like... Yeah. And they're like, we don't have insurance for that. Um, and I was like, it'll be fine. Do you guys want to come? And they didn't come, but we went anyways. We had a great time, but literally they loved each other and still do. And they all hang out and play golf. And yeah. Like occasionally. Okay. I don't play I golf. in New but... York. It's a little hard to play golf in the city. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, as you guys look back and when you are talking to your friends about your experience on the series, for each of you, is there a specific memory that you often come back to from something funny or heartwarming that happened behind the scenes? I'll go, I'll go first, because we'll start, go in order. So, so my Just so many, I don't know where to start. So my favorite story, which is sort of how art imitates life and sort of um, is real, is that I was directing a scene with Amber Stevens, and Spencer and Amber Stevens' future husband, uh, Andrew West. Oh, such a good story. And I was watching the scene, they were in the kitchen and she's kissing the hasher and she has to duck uh, because she has to push him under the table because Spencer's coming in. And I remember watching the kiss and being like, are you guys seeing this? Are you seeing this chemistry? See what's going on and right now? The, to the cin- cinematographers here and the script supervisor right there. And I, was, and I was like, I'm a good director, but I'm not this good. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Thank all right, let's... my uh... husband and my baby. Oh! <laughs> Correct. Uncle Sean. So, <laughs> yeah, Uncle Sean. That's my story. That's my favorite. I felt story. like I had great chemistry with every girlfriend you guys gave me on the show as well. <laughs> You, indeed you did. Indeed you did. Yeah. yeah. That was like, I mean, that's a cool thing about television. You watch like characters progress and like you started Rusty with like his first girlfriend losing his virginity and how so awkward cute. and how heartbreaking your breakup is and you try to get back together with the same one. Everyone's like, you're crazy. And then by the end, I'm just like dating a smoke show. And like, they're like, where's Rusty now? I'm like, who knows? Like, anything is possible now. Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, Franny gets no boyfriends because she's terrible. I think I, I got Evan for one second, but it was all a ploy. It wasn't real. It's okay. We get it. She doesn't deserve a boyfriend. 
she, art she's imaging. She's killing it at CAA. She's doing she's all right. She's killing it at CAA. Yeah. Do you guys know what the, uh, uh, an agent? Oh, shark. Agents are great. They're great people. She's meeting with the ATA right now. What? She's meeting with the ATA right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she Cat break. Cat break. <laughs> I think you played softball. We have to save some for the back row. Save some for the back yeah, row. Yeah, I'll save for it. Cheap seats. Go, go to the back row. Back row, guys. I think for me, the I, I had so many incredible moments, and it was just like there were there were so many times where I'm just like, it's never going to be this great. Like just the people, the work, the fun, the stuff the network let us do was just like. Are they reading the scripts? <laughs> like the 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 CBCs burned down a house. There was no. we we had to do it. Or did you guys do it after Franny left? I think Franny was an icky. Yeah, there's some risk. Yeah, icky, icky by the way. And- we chose that they didn't get. Remember, there's something about uh, Evan's taint. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah. And they're like, it's got an Evan taint on it, and they're like, we don't get it. We're like, don't worry about it. It's fine. We did. Why is everyone laughing? Don't worry about it. We said paint. It's fine. We did things with homecoming floats that should never have been done or will ever be done again. Y'all had, y'all had uh, like Casey like sleep with like a high school student too. This is the storyline he sent to me, and I was like, I was like, how does stuff go over nowadays? Like, if the show is on like now, we were like pre social media, and then like kind of post as it was starting, so we weren't getting like the instant reactions like oh. if we weren't making the set people laugh we didn't know if we were doing good or not <laughs> like there's like grips like eating a sandwich like i was like man i'm that funny i don't like this guy's not <laughs> laughing like on set like you couldn't just go on twitter like oh man everyone loves it or everyone hates it like now people are just ripping into shows and movies like the minute so as they're watching it like it sucks you should rewrite this oh, and like no god oh god jesus no. give him a break man like yeah <laughs> go write your own no <laughs> so i want to answer oh we gotta we gotta move on to audience questions because I know you guys are all probably at least as big a fan as I am and probably have a million questions. So I believe there are people with microphones. Oh, two and if there are not, just us. shout really really loud. And this woman in the yellow. So she's asking if there are any wasn't, jokes that were, were any jokes not approved. Wasn't like Rebecca like blowing lines of coke, coke and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Well, in yeah. The, in the, the in the, the, the bathroom scene with the cocaine. In the, in the in the yeah. pilot, Rebecca asked Casey for coke. <laughs> right. I remember that. And there was also this was another awesome moment for me. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. Um, but I was like in my wearing my edgy pants. Where um, the 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 Evan Rebecca hookup was a three way with another oh, right. with another dude, so wow. the network was like you know in, in, in their way they were like we want to be supportive we love this let's shoot it both ways and I was like okay but we're using this <laughs> code for no we're not and then when we're shooting it we're we're like setting up for the scene and I get pulled outside and there's six young men standing there and I have to pick the third who's an extra <laughs> and oh my gosh Sean what what do they look like tell us what they look like please they like, were dying. all hot but it like, was so hot what kind of hot I'm a father now <laughs> but I had to it, it was in the and the AD was it was just like all right guys take off your shirts and I was like what no he gets paid for this by so the way this is job this awkward like walk down the line and then I I was I told the AD I was like number two <laughs> number two so that poor guy I don't know who where he is now but Where's he Cutting room floor three-way like with Jake McDormand. Could have been that is good. Deleted scenes. Is that? Can you find that anywhere? Or is that just lost? I, no, I think we shot. Why did I pick out naked men? <laughs> I think I, I'm going to get sued now. You guys I shot think, it. I'm pretty I sure think, it wasn't like you watched all three of them, but it was like one other person was also just kind of seen in a just room, just hanging in the back. Yeah, yeah like, no like in the back of the room. Like, no, like, in the back of the room. It was there. Like that. Her. I feel like you did shoot it. I think we did. There, you were there. I feel like we didn't shoot. Day. I feel like we ran out of time, and we were like, nah. Yeah, there were so many times where it's, you know, the thing that I'm so proud of with the show, there, there are so many things. I loved its heart. 
I love being able to do a show like Greek and have heart like that because, um, you know, the, our first 10 episodes came out and then Gossip Girl came out shortly thereafter. And it was like Blake Lively was, you know, sipping a martini and she was 16 and it was like super edgy. And I had a moment where I was like, all right, well, I'm going to up my edge factor. And we were doing the episode where after uh, uh, Casey and Evan broke up, that she starts dating again. And I'm like, if he's a kid who has a lot of money, what if he like buys off this guy to stay away from her? Like $5,000 to keep this guy away. I'm like, that's crazy. And the same <laughs> night- guy would probably do that. That's that? like a possible thing some guy would maybe do. Right? Yes, yeah. So it's, it, it, it seemed that? grounded, it seemed real. And then that, that, the night that episode aired, it was the same night that Gossip Girl had, um, I think they had a three-way where somebody overdosed and Blake did. Lively fled the scene. And oh, I was that. like, uh, it's like I'm going to stop trying to be Gossip Girl Gosh. and just be Greek. HBO. You know, I, I want to address that because that's a great question. I know we have other questions to get to, but I think what you're all responding to, at least I did, and it's the privilege that I feel as part of this group, is we use the word authenticity a lot. It's misused, but I think it exemplifies Greek. Because what Sean thought about in his writings and the creation of these characters and the stories, there didn't need to plot out edgy for the sake of being edgy. It was organic because it was real. Hence the word authentic. Well, and we shot everything. I don't know if you guys know this, but we were always in a basement. So our soundstage was underground, and we never knew what time it was. And it was lit literally a time warp. I almost said literally, as though I'm British. No, I'm not. Um, I love that word. But anyway, we were underground, and you kind of don't have anything else to do. We're all just down there together, and it's like you have to figure it out. And we all did. And you become a family. And it's, I think that weirdly could have been part of it, too, not to take away from the writing or the acting. However, just a fun fact. We were also, underground. Yeah, we okay. shot on film. I know that sounds... Oh. Which I... Which is like one of the last shows to shoot on actual 35 millimeter. Um, and I always felt like really privileged to be able to have had that experience as an actor, what that felt like to work on cameras like that. Because now everything's shot digitally. And it was... But it was, it was also different. the sets, too. Also, well, was, and was, when was, you finish a scene, they say, check the gate, which means you have to check to see if there's anything in front of the lens that we would maybe have to shoot again. And now when you're on set, you don't hear that anymore. We just move on. No, no, we say check the gate. It's just like check the card reader, though. But it's we still say thing. check the gate. Yeah, you still say it. But yeah, so no. make but sure was, you were recording. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah, film, there was no glitch you on recording? your card ah. reader. Yeah. And you're it was on? It was on. Let's go. I was to say the film, shooting film, um, the kind of lighting we did, we tried to make it look like a feature film every week. So it was an homage to all of the 80s films of Breakfast Club and um, some kind of wonderful and pretty in pink and Dobblers, Lloyd Dobler. Ferris Bueller. Say anything. Um, so between the set design, you know, we took a, a feature producer who had never produced television and we made her the television line producer. So she had to make up a bunch of stuff and I didn't have to trick her into doing stuff because she didn't know what she was supposed to be doing. It was great. <laughs> so, and she got to AFI. And we had a baby writer who we were trying to hire uh, on a different show called Wildfire we were doing. Oh, and his yeah. writings... Hey, horse fans. We like horse fans. <laughs> and, um, horses are cool. And so we read the script in the mornings. We had the meeting with Sean later that day. And the meeting turned into, are we going to hire this, this baby writer to be the staff writer, which is like the lowest writer. Um, and by the end of uh, 10 pages in, I was calling Lloyd going, we're hiring this kid and we're making this fucking pilot. This pilot's amazing. And what led to the visuals, shooting film, shooting uh, the sets we built to be super realistic, Cappy's, um, the KT house was an actual, had had holes in the wall and moldy wallpaper. And the Omega Chi house was really nice. And, and ZBZ house, we, we really tried to make it a movie every week. And between his words, this cast, and those cinematic choices, I think that's what made it stand out. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the Yep. Do you all have a favorite Real relationship on she asks. our characters? Oh, either. God. Well, I can't play favorites. Mine is obvious. Yeah. <laughs> she got married. She married hers. <laughs> that was a good, fun month. <laughs> that first month of us working together. That was good times. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. 
I think Rusty's was probably Johanna Brady. Yeah. Then she left her school and he was bummed out. She went to FBI school. Oh yeah, and then she went on FBI on another show. And I saw her. That's right. <laughs> then then she tried to nail The Bachelor and then she, yeah, she also she married nailed. somebody out of the train. She did great. Um, yeah, that's probably that. You right there. She's asking the million dollar question that I figured one of you would when I didn't get to it. Uh, and that is about the revival. I know there had been an announcement about three years ago, and then it kind of stalled. Oh, yeah, so boo. what's happening? I don't know. That's a producer, <laughs> a producer question, I think. Right? I just got to make sense, and I don't know. Like the show, we're talking about the show as authenticity, and it's organic. How everything came together. It's like just it's got to wait for things to happen the right way. I guess I don't know. I'll tell you what. If you guys are excited about that, cheer right now. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. What would it take? <laughs> Clear? Realistically, what would it take? What would it take? There are many, many things, right? <laughs> and many things. But it starts with an audience that's craving for it. So if you really want it, you let people know. Social media is really the place to let people know that. And if you crave it and want it, well, just maybe we might be able to do that. Yeah, we need the audience to be loud about it like you just were. So... <laughs> It's good. Back you way back there. Yes. Some kind of Hi. Hi. Oh. oh, gosh. You want to go hard. first? Heath and Calvin have about three kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're super successful. And... It, it's just right. It always felt right. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I have no idea, honestly. Like, we're not like together I, anymore? No, we're together. We're together. We're together. <laughs> listen, listen. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. I thought to me. it was a smoke show. You can't do any better. That's white. That's wife material, too. Yes, it is. You probably yell at like customer service for me too, and like all the cool things. You're like, yeah, don't mess with her. She's psycho. And you love it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. She's with Cappy, okay? She's with Cappy. Right, right. <laughs> obviously, obviously. I don't. I wonder though, like, where she would be. Would they have kids? Would they not have kids? Yeah, I had this idea that like it's the graduate, like we're gonna like get married, and then like Evan comes over and he like stops the wedding, and then we wow. end up on a bus together, like, <laughs> and it just ends, and there's like lots of Simon and Garfunkel, like <laughs> so that's in my dream. <laughs> or <laughs> just thought, no. you know, blue sky, blue sky. But, just but I, you know, but I will say the. the there was a script that was written for the reunion. Um, the, I don't, I, I hope we get to do a reunion at some point with somebody who wants to do it. Um, the, the one thing that I was excited about for Casey's character in that script that I feel like I can talk about because I think should a reunion happen, it wouldn't be a 10, it would be a 15 or you know further down the road. But, uh, but it, was, it was about Casey's uh, uh, role in politics. It was about her speaking up. It was about her getting active. It was about her not supporting a politician, but her being a politician and making a difference and making a change. And I was really proud of that storyline. Um, and I wish I could have seen Spencer knock it out of the park. But um, oh, but you. I can say you know uh, that about uh, the the script that was written. Casey Cartwright for president. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. C squared. Twenty twenty. There's still many years uh, left. We can right be here on the corner. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
It was it was fun to write to write Calvin to to see a character that you know at that time that wasn't burdened by his sexual orientation, but um, owned it and was proud of it, and just wanted to figure out how he could introduce it into this uh, hypermasculine world um, while still having fun in it. Um, but uh, but no, it, it was it was really important, and what um, you know uh, Zach and Paul brought to that relationship. Uh, was more than I expected. You know, it was kind of a joke at the end of the pilot, but the fact that um, I do see that relationship continuing on past the series because of everything that they brought to it. So um, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I just have to say one thing. My favorite, one of my favorite moments of the, and I just told you the story, which was one of your greatest lines, and, I, it, uh, and it was so capital, that he's coming out to the fraternity. Do you remember the scene? Right, yeah, and he's yeah. like, guys, I have something to tell you. I'm gay. And they're all like, oh, God, thank God. We thought you found a beaver slept with your sister. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We knew you were gay, bro. It's fine. He's like, yeah, 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 all good. Don't worry about oh. it. It's fine, man. And then he gets really pissed. His sister, so well done. So well done. And his sister, I, I remember this. It was one of those things where I was driving. I was like, oh, yeah, his sister's name was Heather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, one of those jokes where it's like, okay. It's funny. Either, either, it's gold. Yeah. <laughs> this gentleman over here. Why is it Catherine? He asked, who is your favorite secondary character and why Nora. is it Catherine? Yeah, Nora, Nora Kirkpatrick played Nora Catherine. Kirkpatrick is just like a genius. Her and Rusty gave it a go for a little bit. <laughs> They tried it out. Why not? No, I mean, she, she was a spectacular and well, super and she, talented actress. She and read for Franny early on. Oh, did she? Yeah. Wow. Yep, yep, what? yep. Wow. And we kept her in mind. And yeah. yep. And then she was Catherine Parker, which was the name of Sigourney Weaver's character from Working Girl, of course. There's a lot of uh, people that attended also, Cypress Rose that are doing very well right now in very, their careers. Very, very like, well. You guys, you yeah. got some good Who well, remembers the hot monster? Lori Lachlan's trying to get her kids in there now. What? Too soon? Oh, uh -huh. come on. I worked on Summerland. <laughs> no, there was, yeah, there, you guys had so many. I think it was that age range of people, and we shot in L.A. So you had this, like, ex accessibility to a lot of really talented actors who were just kind of up and coming and every and we always had a lot of parts because you're we always throwing all these big parties i mean all these storylines are so fun and so we, we were really able you guys were able to cast some really great people and we were able to work with them as actors we also our line producer like <laughs> i said who didn't know how to produce television it was perfect she allowed us to make these cool deals with actors and they weren't under contract so normally writers that aren't flexible like Sean and producers that aren't ready to roll with it, we, you, you write these characters for these C parts and um, you want to have them under contract, which we just couldn't afford. We couldn't ha afford to have that many actors under contract or guarantee them. So what we would have is kind of a rolling ensemble of like, oh, David Franco this week's going to come and do. Oh, awesome. He wasn't David Franco. Like I was like, USC. Yeah. But he was just a guy that auditioned that I was like, do you think he's related to James Franco? <laughs> Maybe. And I was like, and they're like, and yeah, he is. And then we see him and they're like, he's definitely related to him. But he was just Jordan Masterson. Um, like so many, uh, Danny Weaver, Olivia Munn, uh, yeah. Olivia Munn just randomly was in like, Jamie Chung, Jamie yeah. Chung, but like Janine Garofalo Ross, was the woman's Jerry. studies teacher. Janine Garofalo was on the just like so we cool. offered her the part because we just loved her and she was like, I'm in town, sure. Yep. Yeah, I like the show, it's good. Dan Castellanato, yeah, Carpenter played our Annie Cusack is my mom. Yeah. I loved her too. There's so many people there. It's pretty cool. What a cool job. How about Lauren Conrad? Yeah. Iconic. That was iconic. That was exciting. I, I, I read somewhere that she was like a Greek fan and immediately called casting. I was like, we got to get her in the show. It's a dream sequence. That's all I know. <laughs> and then we had uh, Otter from Animal House as an homage. Who was, whose dad was he? The actor from, lead guy from Animal House. Was he Cappy's dad? Cappy's dad, yeah. We don't know. You'll let us know. Yes, but you got to look in the yearbook. Who signed your yearbook? Oh, yeah, did we? We didn't ever make a yearbook, did we? Oh, questions. Uh, this person in the middle, yep. So, 
I mean, the cool thing, the the reception of the show was interesting because as far as our ratings uh, went, they were good, not great. But what kept getting us picked up was our performance on iTunes and downloads. And we realized, like, I felt like the old guy where I was like, started to realize college kids didn't have TVs. And I'm like, I don't understand. How do they watch television? <laughs> and they're like, on their computers. I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> Everyone um, watches it now. <laughs> we had no on phones and So, I mean, that's, you know, I think that that was, that helped a lot. And it was also, it was interesting just because, you know, the way the show was marketed in the beginning with the Red Cup and it being called Greek, and there was a lot of expectation from the Greek system that... Um, it was just sort of a takedown. Like, we were just exploiting them and, and, and trying to make them look bad, and then they saw the show, and they were like, okay, you're cool. And it kind of, like, for me, when that happened, it was this, for me, it was the same as, like, a doctor watching a medical show saying, like, you're getting it right. And I was like, thank you, Greek system. So, uh, um, but, uh, but outside of that, I don't... I mean, people would come up to us. You would you know, hear it more and then than... eventually, like... This show started going international, and I would start getting, like, I would travel, and people would be like, oh, my God, I love you, Love Grounds, you're amazing. You know, it was, like, so great. It was really, really exciting. That was a really good accent. English, I like it. No, I think uh, Paul James, like, found, like, a bootleg DVD when he was in, like, traveling abroad, too. And it was yeah. just, like, overdubbed like bad Vietnam voices. Or... And I was like, I think we made it, man. Like, it was... <laughs> the first time I, I, I knew we made it was um, I got a call. Uh, I went to USC, and I got a call from the film school. And they're like, hey, can you come, like, screen Greek and do, like, a lecture? Oh. And I was like, that's so cool. It is. And so I went and taught a class and or did a lecture. We screened an episode. It was a season opener. And then at the end of the event one of the kids came up to me and was like, hey, I'm, you're a sick app, I'm a sick app, hey. He's like, you should come to one of our parties. And, and Sean was, was like, like, I'm there. Maybe, maybe I will, because I, I wasn't really in the Greek system at USC. I was at San Francisco State. So one day... Three like, weeks later. Wait, you were a sick app? I was a sick app. Oh, my boyfriend in college was a sick app. Oh. Ah, Your boyfriend I just remembering awesome. for the first time right now. But uh, so the reason I knew we were big is that I was playing poker with a bunch of the cast of Greek up at my house. And Scott Foster was there and he was dating Laura Prepon from the 70s show at the time. And she's a really good poker player. Don't play poker with her. Yeah. Um, and I get a text from the SIG app and he's like, hey, are you coming to the party tonight? And are you bringing the Greek cast? And I was like, oh, hey, you guys want to go to a USC party? At <laughs> And they were like, yes. I think Zach and I were there. And so we, were we, called, there? we called a bunch of Ubers. Yeah, I think we, Zach and I were there. And we rolled down. And I it was, was definitely You there. were there. And it was Clark, Clark Duke. Clark Duke Scott. And it seemed like a really good idea. <laughs> and it totally made sense. And, and we get there. And I knew the show had made it when we walked in. And it literally was record scratch. And everyone was like, oh, my God, that's Donna from the 70s show. No. <laughs> That's not true. They, they, they actually went... They, that's not true. First, first they said, oh my God, it's the cast of Greek. Hey, that's also Donna from the 70s show. And literally the party stopped and then we had to be whisked. I think we were whisked. To the VIP section, which was the front lawn. It was like... And, and, this is a and then and I was like... And then I was there and I got nervous and I realized, kind of like the Mexico story, I was like, I'm the executive producer of this TV show and I just brought the entire cast of Greek and I was like, guys... Behave and check ID. I don't know what's happening. Don't, and then cut to 10 minutes later, Clark Duke is on the roof <laughs> with Jacob Zachar. And I love it. It was, it was a, a sick up party. Me I feel like my sister wow. Greer was at USC at this time because I heard this story. I was not there. I was probably the girls like, were not York. there. We were not there. I was there. Oh, Amber was there. <laughs> I was not there. God. Amber was there. I was not. You weren't on the and, roof, and though. And I remember you being like, the, the cast of Greek was a, okay. a USC party. What, why were they there, I guess? So the VIP was two trees and a piece of tape. <laughs> and I think they made like a freshman stand there and just like tell people no. It, it was not. High security. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of parties, sadly, this amazing reunion party has to come to an end. I want to thank everyone for showing up. Thank everyone here, this amazing panel, for coming and talking about Thank this you. wonderful show. Make your friends watch it on Hulu. It's also available on the Freeform app. 
and tweet, tweet, tweet about that reunion because I want to see it. Yes. I'll be, uh, if anybody wants to get tequila spit on them after this, meet me at the bar. <laughs> some kind of tag. We'll figure it hey, out. Hey, Sean, get rid of those hats. Let's give us uh, some thank more you of those. Guys. Also, thank, thank you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. We are here with some of the cast of Greek who's having their reunion. We have Jacob. Hello. We have Spencer. Hi. And we have Zach. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. You're about to go to your panel where you're doing your Greek reunion. Are you excited? Uh, yeah. uh Yes. Yeah. Just a little. Super excited. Just a little. Are you Can kidding? you hear it in my voice? <laughs> Did you guys ever really get to do stuff in front of fans when Greek was on the air like this? No. Uh, I mean, I, I never did. Like I, I did a did. lot of stuff. But it was like it sometimes would be like four in the morning, oh. you know, before we worked and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. It was so much work. Did you guys they, never like, did you do like, that? Sororities they knew like, I'd get up at like, four. That was why I did it. Did they bring in like different sororities? Like who were you, who like who like were you? Those would be like affiliates. Like uh, they'd be on camera and also radio, oh. like across That's the United States for promoting the show. But Jacob's have you like, what? have you been in a have you been in a big room where all your fans are going to be cheering for you at once? Oh God, no, no. no. No, <laughs> just the baseball diamond. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All my fans screw exactly. my name. Was anybody in a sorority or fraternity in real life? This was uh, this was my college. This was experience. my college. Like, experience it was as well. it was live it was in front of. of you. Amber, Amber yeah. as well. She didn't go to college. I wasn't too far off the character. No. I moved here, skipped college, and then <laughs> got on a show joining college. So <laughs> so it was nice. <laughs> I was at a liberal arts school in New York City, and we did not have sororities at yeah. that particular school. They do at Columbia. I go to Columbia now, and there's like. There oh, really? was a big Greek system there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it's not like here at the University of Texas, one of the right. videos went viral of what the have you seen it where all the girls all I the was girls one of the clapping. I was not a girl oh, in that Lord. video. First of all, I thought it was like totally fake when I first saw no, it. It's cause, real. Cause they're, no, it's they're real. stacked on top of each other. Oh, the girls' faces looked dude in there. We <laughs> trained for, for two weeks for oh, that. My. I was not in that video, but I was in a sorority here in, in you Texas. You trained for two weeks. Oh, you trained for two Watch weeks. Watch this video. And if you don't do it right, you get yelled at. Oh, all in it's unison, It's important bro. to have Everyone discipline. at the same time, singing the exact <laughs> yeah. same thing, and then, gah, gah, gah. Yikes. I mean, it was... It's yeah. intense. It is intense. Yeah. Authority <laughs> and discipline. Yep. Two important things we need to know. But also, just to welcome someone. Wasn't that like a, like a greeting? Just to welcome someone. Yes. Welcome. The door literally opens, and these girls are just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Cow. It is. I mean, it's... Uh, I'm. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so will this be the first time you guys have all been in a room together when you're at the panel here for ATX Television Festival? Uh, in a not... long time. We did. I just remember like the first like uh, was it the Paley Art Center? The Paley Art Center. Well, we did yeah. that like Paley Art Center. Yeah. Paley. 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 I think it's Paley. The Paley. Right yeah. when the show started, we were doing everything together, and then it's just we. It's it's not odd to be here, but it's. It's, it's been a few years. Yeah, yeah it's we been a long time. We do see each time. other throughout all the time. Like, yeah, sporadically. Throughout the year, sporadically. Yeah. Throughout, yeah. And I, you know, Jacob and we I have hung out a bunch of times. Yeah. And we always keep in touch because we're always working on different shows. Like, yeah. I ran into Jake on set when I was working on another series last summer. So you just are in each other's worlds. And yeah. I think we do have that feeling that it was like college for us. Yeah. yeah. So it's yep. sort of like a mini reunion when we see one another yeah. with all the drama that you did experience <laughs> yeah. at college, too. We kind of got to do it on set which was really fun yeah, yeah hopefully yep. you had fun i enjoyed yeah. watching this yeah. show oh. i i thought it was really fun to watch good so hopefully you had fun too no, we, we did, did. i mean we had long days yeah <laughs> long days long days but i mean also you think about it like we'd hang out all we day were just long around on set and then on the weekends long, yeah. we'd, we'd, we'd also hang out hang again out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be like all right what are we doing tomorrow yeah killer would be like let's go to mexico yeah whole cast goes to mexico we really did bond yeah. really early well, and you'll probably never have that experience again because you're only that age once, once when you're doing yeah. a show and where everybody else is that age without yeah. kids and families and more yep. responsibilities and yeah. so you do get to just like, like do yep. whatever i like living I like that but eventually just you're like all right, we grow up we grow up we grow up very quick we get to relive like it though to to at certain sleep. events yeah. yeah yeah well you got married last week i did i'm just I'm, now i'm very yeah. old congratulations very tired yeah. now he's wearing sweats all yeah. the time. Did you? I'm really, really letting myself go now. 
Sort of immediately. That's what happens, right? Randall, Jacob, I just got married a month ago and I forgot to put my ring on today oh, because it's hard. Oh, Mine won't come hard. off. It won't come off. Smart. Okay. Don't, yeah. let Smart. It, don't, don't let take it, it off. off. That is, it's hard to remember to put it back on. Just oh, yeah. Like morning routine, you take the rings off yeah. and, do, and then you just forgot <laughs> I it? forget it. Yeah. It's hard. You're not used to it Husband's yet. Husband's probably not used to it. super happy about it. Probably. That's right. Um, one of the things like she's going to work I know. <laughs> so one of the questions we're asking is why does TV matter? This is now we're gonna go deep. Oh, let's go Ooh. deep. Oh, so Man, I have so many answers go. for this. Do you? Yeah, I go. mean, I well, coming from a TV family, okay. I think um, TV is a place where we get to escape our reality mm-hmm. in some ways, but also it's a catharsis in a lot of ways too. We get to see stories that are representative of who we are, mm-hmm. and also relive fantasies through those stories. Um, it's really integra- integral to my life important to me to be able to watch things that I res- that resonate with me and it's also really powerful because you mm-hmm. can say something about what's happening in the world politically or socially or mm-hmm. yeah it's so important. It really is. Mm-hmm. Boys, do you have anything to add? That's, that just wraps it up for I me. Mean, that's a little bit of what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I'm going to maybe just go a little bit more towards, you know, something to talk about. Yeah. Game of Thrones, I, I, it's insane how many people, just a conversation that it yes. starts and people talking, people, you know, actually going back and thinking about what they watch rather than just turning it on and just kind of turning off and, and right. watching it. Right, right thinking about what you're seeing and the reason that it's happening and getting invested in those characters is it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's like community, right? That's yeah. community building. Yeah. We, we are, even though we have so much access to media mm-hmm. and like communication, I feel like we do strive to find things we can actually connect on in a visceral level that brings yeah. us closer and that yeah. TV does that. Well, That's yeah, it. it's one of the first things you ask, right? When you meet somebody new, maybe if you're on a date or just meeting yeah. a new friend, what oh, do you yeah. watch? Yeah. What do you she's watch? Like, she's like, I left my wedding ring at home yeah. and now I'm talking about first dates. Oh, you know. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> you know, when you're going on a date with somebody new and you want to talk about something like this. She's got a ring off and you're dating a ring. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. This is awesome. Actually, yeah, three of the people, are you married? Yeah, I don't know. There's a guy with doing sound stuff over here. There is. He's got a ring. Not married. Everybody else is married. So We live, yeah. So, Jacob, what what is one of your earliest TV memories? Meeting something that you remember watching as a child or something you weren't allowed to watch, but you watched anyway, or something your parents made you I guess watch. I would watch, like, uh, a lot of Three Stooges, honestly. Yeah. Like, my dad would have that on all day. So that cool yeah. sense of comedy from there. Yeah. Did you go to school and no other kid watched that and didn't know what you were talking about? <laughs> I, just, I mean, I think, I, I think a lot of my friends had a good sense of comedy, okay. so... Yeah, that was kind of the, one of the earlier memories, maybe. I remember, this is really weird, but I remember, like, Cheers being on. I was just going to say, I, I grew up on Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't understand the <laughs> Shout humor. Shout out to Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I didn't really understand the humor at that age, but I would laugh when the studio audience laughed. Yeah. And it was just kind of bizarre. Like, it was just like, okay, how? But also just the was... different characters. I just did kind of, uh-huh. you know, it, they just were so different. And the mm-hmm. dude at the end of the bar is just always there. It's just different people, and it kind of, as you're growing up, you're like, oh, okay, I can relate to that, because I know that guy. When yeah. my dad takes me to the bowling alley on Tuesday <laughs> nights, I know that guy at the end of the bar. And it's like it American Commedia dell'arte. It's like where everybody knows your name. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, I can relate to that, because my dad and you know his friends were all kind of a lot like that. <laughs> so, so yours was your Cheers. Name. Yeah. Okay, yep. Zach, and what about Spencer, your earliest TV oh, memory? Oh, I mean... I mean, you well, were probably on set. I mean, I was yeah, on no, the you set were, at yeah. Cheers. <laughs> so Cheers. Did you watch there was a foosball home? table <laughs> up in the green room. Uh, did you like it? Did you even know when you were on as a young yeah, child? Did I you... mean, I my parents were both performers, so it just was like I grew up hanging out backstage. Like it was just a part of our our life, our okay. lifestyle, and I loved being in the wings. Um, no, I mean, my earliest memory, I, I used to, we had HBO at my dad's house, you know, like before HBO was like really, so there was like a couple of shows and one of them was, was Tales from the Crypt. Oh, and yeah. I used to watch that show and, and loved that so much because there was so much, I like horror and yeah. it was, yeah, that's yeah. one of my earlier memories. But yes, I did grow up on the set of Cheers and Frasier. There's a, just, and like the lot of like yeah. Paramount and my, yeah. the studio was the same, like the stage was the same stage 25 at Paramount. 
So they just kept the crew and then they just changed the set from Cheers to Frasier. Are you able to appreciate that and be like, that was a pretty cool experience? Oh, yeah, of course. It taught me so much. I mean, I learned a lot about what I do now from that experience. Mm -hmm. And multi-camera to me is like such a wonderful way as an as an actor to perform because you get you get a live studio audit, you get to actually perform in a way that we didn't necessarily get that when you do single camera. We don't know the fans that love us so much because we were just on set all day, yeah. 15 hours, grinding. And then grinding, the, the, trying to make it to the end. The crew guys don't laugh and we're like, yeah. are we not good? Yeah, they're talking the, about the barbecue on the weekend they're going to. They can get, you like know. Like a grip eating a sandwich. Like, yeah, it wasn't funny. I was like, wow, we really suck right now. Yeah, oh. you're like, they're like, do it again. Can we do it again? <laughs> Lighting setups for hours. We'd be waiting in between. I I think the in between it's oh like hurry God. up and wait is the saying thank you guys so much for being here and yes. enjoy your panel thank and you. hopefully it is packed i was a big fan of your show oh, i've actually watched you. it twice not oh. even because i knew you guys were coming here it's just sometimes when i'm like i just need to be entertained oh, i'm gonna you. watch greek we were oh. talking about that actually because there's so much dark stuff on television nowadays yeah. like there's a need for shows like greek yeah. there's yeah. A, a need for to be a part of something fun and exciting and yeah. wonderful and, and also Nice. humor and not nice. um not like um salacious in the yeah. sense of like sex and yep. drugs yeah. right, and right. things exactly but just a really good show yeah, yeah with fun characters and yeah. happy storylines and people Seriously? yeah yeah yep. i know nice. we miss it too it was good awesome thank, thank you. you thank you yeah, bye. The TV Campfire is produced by Caitlin McFarland, Emily Gibson, and AJ Myers, along with our audio partners, Five Ohm Productions. Mark your calendars. ATX TV Festival Season 9 is happening June 4th through 7th, 2020 in Austin, Texas. For more information, visit atxfestival.com and follow us on social media at ATX Festival. And be sure to check out our episode notes for a very special discount on badges exclusive to the TV Campfire podcast listeners. As always, please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. And stay tuned for even more exclusive releases each week.